Welcome back to Boiler Up Down South. Drew here with you on a sort of overcast uh, November day in Athens. Once again, joined with my uh, bud Gert here. Gert? Gert. My name is Gert. Uh, it is a one-syllable interpretation of my actual name, which is Garrett. But honestly, I prefer Gert, so let's just, let's just go with Gert. All right, Gert. Well, we're here to talk a little uh, Purdue versus Northwestern football. Boilermakers coming off a big win uh, last week, looking to continue some momentum into the uh, bucket game. Um, what are we thinking real quick before we go to commercial? Give them a sneak peek. Uh, well, I just think it's very interesting that uh, Purdue is going on the road uh, and is three-point favorites despite the fact that they are 3-7 and seven and playing a team that is 5-5. Five and five. Uh, but that is because Northwestern's offense is not good. And we will get into that after we pay some bills. That's right. We have bills to pay. Lots of them. Podcasting is a... It's a tough job, man. It is, man. Tell you what. Anyways, to the bills. Welcome back, folks. Garrett, let's get into it. You want to talk about uh, Northwestern's dog vomit offense? I, well... I don't know if I necessarily want to start on on their offense, but they are ranked uh, 124th out of 130 teams in the top division of college football. And as we were talking last week, like one of the things that I I was thinking about Minnesota is that like, well, one of their losses was against one of the very few teams who's worse on offense than they are. And then Purdue kind of, uh, you know, laid the hammer down. not necessarily literally, but definitely proverbially. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't actually see any sort of controversy in the fact that Purdue's a favorite on the road against a five and five team because Purdue's defense has come along, and Northwestern's offense still just looks anemic. I I, I don't I don't exactly know if they have any fixes up their sleeves. I think this point, at this late in the season, probably not. Uh, but they're not good. They're not good. So, Drew, what else do you have to say? <laughs> yeah, no, so I was just sort of looking through. Now, I will say that Ben Bryant, uh, their, their current quarterback from Cincinnati, via Cincinnati, via Eastern Michigan, um, so he's uh, definitely been around the college football landscape, he, uh, he had a pretty good game uh, uh, on the uh, their last time out um, in their win against uh, Wisconsin. He went 18-26, um, 195 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and in his last, uh, <clears throat> so against Minnesota, Penn State, and Wisconsin combined, well, basically he threw four touchdowns and no interceptions against Pitt, uh, Minnesota. And then he went zeros across the board against Penn State. And then he threw two touchdowns and no interceptions. So, last three games, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Looks like he might be uh, heating up a little bit uh, coming here, here down the stretch. Um, obviously, they were so cold that uh, any just sh- uh, spark of warmth uh, probably feels like a fire for Northwestern at this point. Yeah, and I mean, like, you have to look at also how silly some of these, like, rushing stats are, too. Like... We are now 10 games into the season for, oh, North, for oh. Northwestern, and their leading rusher has 454 yards on the season, averaging 3.7 yards per carry over 123 carries. And he 
He's their leading rusher. Wow. Some teams have like 1,200-yard rushers at this point already. If my math is correct, 1,200 is three times more of 400. <laughs> and we're about to get into some more math because oh. uh, I was I was looking into this is like... Take it away, Garrett. Take this, it away. I have nothing to do with this. This is, this is barely like even statistically related at all, but I was going through Northwestern's depth chart and uh, one of their utility receivers, a redshirt uh, senior named Jack Kennedy... Uh, he was, he's actually six feet tall, six foot flat, uh, and he was listed as 6,000 feet tall. So, you know, if I had, and it, let me do some quick math here. So 5,280 feet in a mile, that leaves 720 to divide by 6,000 or out of, sorry, out of, uh, five. so he... He's a, a mile point one three seven one three six miles tall. Um, if I had a receiver that big, um, I think I would target him more than once against Rutgers, Rutgers. of all people. Yes. But yeah, no, that's that's not even football related. I just had to make a joke because I thought that was funny. He would definitely be a red zone uh, threat, I think. Uh, yeah, just give it to him all the time. That's true. That's but true. no, going back to the running game, I mean, like, dude, Leading rusher, 454 yards. Right. I mean, we're looking right now at Purdue. Devin Mockaby leads Purdue with uh, 715 yards. And then Tyrone Tracy has 508 yards. So Purdue has two guys uh, that are both have more rushing yards than, uh, you know, Northwestern's uh, lead rusher. And Purdue's not necessarily, at least for all the season, been just like a run-heavy attack. So, um, yeah. Man. You know, that's what Northwestern usually hangs its hat on when they're good. When they're good... Yeah, like, usually their offensive line can provide some running room for... Yeah. Right. When they're good, they usually have a, a run game, and they're, then they, uh, you know, control the clock and use when with their defense. Um, this will be for Purdue's first uh, look at Northwestern without uh, Pat Fitzgerald in a while. Yeah, we're, we're not going to really go too deep into that whole scandal, but it's just so weird that that happens to kind of like their golden boy led uh, kind of a, a sketchy little scenario there, and now their team is reeling because everything had to upturn in the span of a year. Isn't that... That just feels like such a long time ago. That happened like this off season. I yeah, feel like right? that happened like... I was like, oh wait, yeah, no, uh, David uh, David Braun is there is their head coach. I had almost there's been like so many scandals since that scandal that I have uh, just really lost track uh, of of what was going on in the Big Ten. I will say this has been a very fun year for off the field college football man. drama. The you Big know? Ten has just been it's like keeping up with the Kardashians, man. It's like like housewives. There's every week there's something like new. And everybody hates everybody. Uh, I think Michigan's trying to escape out the back door right now because we were mean to Jim Harbaugh. I mean, but can you really blame anybody for being mean to Jim Harbaugh? He kind of deserves it, man. I mean, I certainly, um, you know, would be mean to him. Uh, probably not. I bet he's probably one of those dudes that has like that real intense stare and shakes your hand way too hard. Uh, right after he pounds like a sixteen ounce glass of milk. Yeah, yeah. I bet he uses. Oh, I bet he smells like Old Spice. <sighs> Anyways, um, 
David Braun, first time uh, going up against uh, Ryan Walter, so this will be a battle of two new uh, head coaches because Braun just got uh, promoted to the full-time gig, so he'll uh, be staying in Northwestern for a while. Um, and, you know, he's done a decent job. They're, they're, they're not statistically very good, but 5-5, uh, five and five, so... Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with wins and losses and they can still be bowl eligible so they've got uh they've got two games uh yeah purdue and at illinois that's if uh i think they'll pick that for uh, to get bowl eligible but then again as i mentioned in my article uh yesterday um that was a bit controversial um you know northwestern didn't bury their uh, their new head coach with an awful schedule um you know their off their uh, out of conference opponent was UTEP, um, and then Duke, which is good, but then Howard. So they scheduled two wins for themselves, uh, UTEP and Howard, um, and they you know they got those wins, and so uh, that's why their five and five in Purdue is uh, you know a little behind that. So um, again, Purdue should probably work on some scheduling in the future. Uh, if they plan on being bowl eligible, based on how difficult their upcoming Big Ten slate is. Yeah, right. I mean, we did talk about that last week, where it was like, you know, why would you start off against a fringe top 25 team? Uh, we won't, I guess, get into that further. But um, let's move on to mm-hmm. uh, let's move on to the uh, defensive side. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, they, they run kind of like a multiple 4-3. You know, they'll have, like, some kind of edge rushers, like, drop back a little bit where they have, like, one or uh, just one off uh, to the left or right side while they have, like, kind of a front three, and then they have uh, three linebackers behind them. Um, the reason they've won five games with such an uh, a not very good offense, uh, I kind of censored myself there, Uh <laughs> Because, like, they, they do the basic things right on defense. We kind of talked about this with um, uh, last week's game against Minnesota. And I also see a couple of areas where you can beat them over the top like you could with Minnesota. I see this being a prime game for a guy like like Burks. Um, I really think this is kind of an easy win for Purdue. Is Ooh, that... Is that... I I would not say that anything could be easy for this team. Although you know, I see like one uh, one game has uh, got you back on the uh, love train for the Boilermakers. Well, I was never off the love that's train. That's true. That's true. Uh, that being said, I mean, I don't I don't see Purdue's given given Purdue's defense. I don't see Purdue's defense giving up too many points against Northwestern of all teams. I think this is a game where if you score 23 points, you win. Uh, I really like what I've seen from the, the with Scorton and Emba and Jenkins and, you know, the secondary, like they, they have their moments of strength and weakness, but I don't see Northwestern being a team that really wants to challenge you downfield that hard. Um... I don't know. I, I hope I'm not too off base there, but uh, as far as I see it, I think this is a game where Purdue really only has to score like 23, 26 points to win. And uh, what do you think? We're going to go uh, via the air, or are we going to do what we did uh, last week and just uh, take it down to the dirt and uh, 
had some sort of like air raid slash dirt raid uh, attack going on. I like a good mixture of both as always. That being said, I think you set the pace with Tyrone Tracy getting some of those uh, interior run routes, like where to, even if he can get three yards and then fall forward for a fourth yard. Um, and then a little, little sweep to the outside, maybe to Maccabee and three, four yards there. And then it's third and one, third and two. Uh, and then you can kind of just either keep running or keep running, keep running, and then surprise them with the pass. Really and that's like, kind of what I'm going with. Yeah, here. I really like Mockaby on those outside toss plays where he uh, gets out on that perimeter and just has about, has, usually has, he's responsible for that that outside cornerback. Uh, and uh, he does a real good job of uh, slipping those tackles, um, uh, you know, getting those legs moving all different directions. And uh, once he gets past that one guy, uh, Purdue usually has it blocked up pretty well uh, when we get to the outside. Um, so, you know, I, I agree. I think I think we all like to see Tracy inside because I feel like he's a real sudden runner where he, he sees the hole, he, he hits it, and once he gets going north south, um, I, I feel like he's a uh, good does a good job of uh, getting taking it all the way. Like Tracy's not one of those guys that uh, you the teams catch very often. Um, and then work Mockaby outside, um, working on some of the uh, getting outside, working on the defensive backs, seeing if they can tackle them, covering up the football, of course, um, uh, a big priority there. Because um, Northwestern's, uh, you know, their run defense uh, ranks 70th in the nation right now. Um, they're giving up about 367 yards uh, a game, you know, a little over four yards. Uh, I'm sorry. 150 yards uh, a game, uh, but uh, a little over four yards a carry. Um, so I do think that's a, a, a is a spot where Purdue um, can come out like they did last week and sort of establish that run game uh, over a, a suspect uh, run defense in Northwestern. And once they did that last week, Hudson Card really freed him up uh, to uh, protect himself with some play action passes um, and. Uh, allow that time that he hasn't really seen uh, in the pocket um, because the uh, defensive line can't just pin their ears back and go after him uh, because the run game has uh, been effective and so they're waiting to play the run game instead of just all pass rushing uh, so I agree I think that's I think that's the ticket for uh, Purdue in this game again well see and that's also why I've kind of gone on long little diatribes about uh, long little that's a little <laughs> oxymoronic but I've gone on diatribes about how Maccabee and Tracy have kind of like been able to complement each other as they figured out their roles and I like Maccabee going to the outside so much is because he's got it like we can't ignore it he's got the issues with ball security and you know if somebody punches the ball out when you're two inches and already kind of leaning out of the left sideline still Purdue ball like, I, that's that's why I really liked seeing what Mockaby was doing on the outside last week was because I was like, okay, Tracy's got the inside and he can be used as a threat being a receiver because he is a converted receiver. Uh, and Mockaby going to the outside, I think, really um, kind of helps the offense chug along more and more without any sort of threat of killing all momentum. 
you know. Yeah, that was a sweet. Uh, that was a sweet little uh, pass there to uh, Tracy coming out of the backfield, um, sort of on that play action pass. They faked the play action uh, to Tracy through the A gap, and then all of a sudden, the uh, they have their safeties. Both of their safeties are stuck on the outside, and so Tracy ends up matched one on one with their middle linebacker and just blows by him for that fifty yard uh, gain. Uh, in last week, so that was uh, I really like to see that. I saw some really creative things uh, out of uh, Graham Harrell. That first touchdown pass um, was really a cool oh, uh, fake outside screen where not only did he fake the, not only did they uh, did he have the receiver out there, but they'd also sent an offensive lineman out there, and the the defense just bit, and that opened up uh, the the pass uh, straight down the. Uh, seam for the touchdown to open the game so um i feel like harold's starting to starting to get in a better flow i feel like that run game really helped him uh open up the playbook because i think it solved some of his uh protection issues uh on the outside yeah and i i think over the course of the season i kind of had mentioned this a few times like as we were getting into the college football season i was like graham harold's in a new place but he's with some familiar schemes and familiar types of players that he's worked with in the past even though he doesn't know them yet you know it's gonna take him a minute to figure out what he has in his arsenal and it's gonna take him a minute to kind of figure out how to best utilize these players in various positions as we've seen with a couple of players who have gone from roles in one specific position to doing a little bit of both whether that be tight ends running a route that you would normally see a wide receiver run or uh you know converting tyrone tracy from wide receiver to running back but also still giving him uh some some uh routes down the field like i knew it was going to take him a second i think graham harrell has done a very good job of kind of adapting to what he has in the cupboard you know yeah i think um you know, I know everybody, you know, even Ryan Walters says, you know, we want to throw the ball around, but I, I think I think at some point we, we got to the point where just we were just so far out of tackles that that was not an option, and uh, Graham had to sort of switch over to the more run-heavy run attack, um, and I do feel like it better suits uh, these, this Purdue personnel. I did, I did like how he got Graham Harrell involved early uh, in the quarterback run game, not on any sort of read, but on just straight – Quarterback run plays where uh, all Harold uh, has, or sorry, all um, Hudson Card has to do is uh, tuck it and run the play instead of you know worrying about reading it in. Um, I felt like that's kind of loosened him up a little bit. Um, I know Ryan Walters says that he he was healthy for the first time in a long time, um, and that's why they were able to do that. I think it got him going a little bit. So I, I kind of look for that sort of at the start of the game. I feel like Card does. He's one of those guys that maybe likes getting hit a little bit and gets the juices flowing for him. So um, some of the quarterback run game to go with Maccabee and Tracy uh, makes Purdue really a tough team to defend um, when they've got it all going. Um, throw in, uh, you know, Garrett Miller, giving him a legit, like, big downfield target um, that uh, Card's been able to utilize a little more. Uh, since he's been in the lineup uh, more uh, than he has at the beginning of the year. He just wasn't in the lineup. I don't feel like Card really knew how to throw it to him because he never really 
had that opportunity because uh, Miller had been hurt so often, or pretty much Miller had been hurt the entire time Card was here. Um, so I, I like Miller getting into the flow. Um, you know, still the outside receivers. I don't know if you saw this, Garrett. The uh, uh, Sawinski has been uh, put to, uh, moved to the top of the depth chart at yeah. the uh, field spot. Yeah. Over seems uh, like seems like he and Card have some good rapport there. Yeah, over Sheffield. Which makes sense uh, because Sheffield Sheffield's gonna play a lot. Um, is just that now Purdue doesn't just have three slot receivers uh, on the field. Uh, Sawinski uh, is able to come in. He's a little bigger guy. Uh, he's a more of a you know run the route, uh, get down, um, make the play. Uh, I think he's probably the closest to Yassine's skill set. Um, and since Yassine looks like he's done for the year. I think Sawinski can kind of play that big, bigger possession receiver role uh, for Purdue, and like you said, I think he's Hudson Card's roommate, so I think that might, uh, you know, he might have a little better rapport with him, and uh, I, I like what I've seen. Uh, like I said, especially last week um, was great um, as far as just being under control, making the plays that were there, and he needs to carry that over, and if he carries that over against Northwestern, I think I'm with you. Um, if Purdue puts it enough, if Purdue puts twenty over twenty one points on the board, I don't think Northwestern can score that many points. Um, he says as Northwestern scores fifty. Yeah, uh, no, we're not going to get into the times that we've been wrong. But, but uh, I, I feel I feel like at this point <laughs> in the season we do have a good enough judge of how these teams have performed to where, um, yeah, I, I really feel like. Northwestern's not gonna if they score more than twenty four, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not gonna say anything definitive, okay. but I will say if they score anything more than twenty four, I'd be very surprised. I'd be kind of surprised if they scored anything more than like uh, seventeen. But we have been wrong before. We have been wrong before, and like I said, the the one thing Northwestern does have is, is it looks like their quarterback has been playing his best football coming into this game. Um, so Purdue will need to make sure they are nice and uh, strong in that secondary. I think if that's one spot, you know, they've been vulnerable this year. It's teams uh, really sort of picking on those underneath zones uh, with the crossing routes and then uh, either uh, getting the receiver coming off a crossing route and turning the corner for a touchdown or, uh, you know, or, or hitting those crossing routes and sucking the linebackers. That's an oh, alert. Oh, God. ESPN did not give us credit to do that. Uh, oh, no. Um, We're going to get sued. We are. Oh, well. It was nice knowing you, Garrett. Um, I assume they'll take your car. And, yeah, Mickey, Mickey Mouse is going to come saw. <laughs> he's going to come saw the like uh, fender off my car and just be like, ha oh, ha, consider it a warning. Oh. All right. Can you use the word Mickey Mouse in a podcast? I mean, we can use Steamboat Willie because Steamboat Willie is uh, the initial incarnate, incarnation. Good lord, uh, of uh, Mickey Mouse, and he is now uh, public public domain. domain. That's right. Yep. All right. Well, anyways, I think we should go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, I think uh, we've kind of already said it, but um, yeah, I think Purdue is is favored in this game for a reason. Um, I think the run get the run game uh, comes out. Uh, establishes a nice rhythm, protects Hudson Card. Um, he hits some big shots down the field, and uh, I think Boilermakers roll in this one and uh, cruise into the bucket game, uh, looking for uh, 
looking for some blood uh, to finish up the season. They're not going to make a, make a bowl game, but uh, knocking uh, <clears throat> knocking out the Hoosiers uh, to end it uh, will at least be a little bit of a consolation. Um, Gary, do you have any uh, other thoughts uh, going uh, before we leave? Uh, before we leave, last thing I want to say is Northwestern's backup quarterback, uh, Ryan Holinsky, um, he had an older brother named Tyler who died via suicide, uh, who played at Washington State. I have uh, worked with his family before to spread the Holinsky Hope Foundation. Um, they do very good work. Uh, they're very nice people, and um, that's a cause near and dear to my heart, so... Alinsky's Hope, look it up. Uh, and that being said, y'all come back now, you hear? Peace. All right.